Hi, I'm Dr. Taryn McCarthy, business owner, orthodontist, motivational speaker, and mom. After 20 years of striving for success in business, I'm starting the conversation about the business of happiness. True success in life is realized when we achieve inner fulfillment. Join me in the conversation with business leaders and entrepreneurs looking to reignite their passions and redefine success. Welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. Hello and welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and today is going to be a phenomenal day. Today we are talking about the power of self-compassion. And when I say power, I mean so much more powerful, so much more powerful in terms of motivation, in terms of ultimate success, in terms of happiness, in terms of sustainability than self-esteem. Yes, today we're talking about why self-compassion is so much more powerful than self-esteem and way more powerful than self-critique. Because isn't it interesting, we always thought the opposite was true. Haven't you? Haven't you just assumed that if you had more self-esteem, you would do better? Haven't you just assumed that if you had more stronger self-critique, if you were just a little bit harsher on yourself, you're too soft on yourself, you're too easy on yourself, that's why you're a little bit overweight, or that's why you haven't achieved your dreams, or that's why you're not in the place where you've imagined the success to be. It's because you're not hard enough on yourself. You're too easy on yourself. Does that sound familiar? I'm here to tell you the exact opposite is true. Self-compassion is a way stronger and more sustainable motivator and superpower in the realm of success and inner fulfillment. Relationships, relationship growth, personal development, business success, better than it all. It seems so wrong, doesn't it? As I'm saying this, you're like, I don't agree with all that. I don't know about that. You got to be disciplined. Oh yeah, there's a place for discipline. I'm talking about self-compassion in the mix. That's the superpower. You know, self-esteem is one of those things that many of us feel like we don't have access to. Maybe we do in some areas of our life, like you're very confident in a certain area in your life, but self-esteem, we always blame our self-esteem on not getting further ahead in other areas. If I just had more self-esteem about this, and the thing about self-esteem is it's so externally motivated. It's so dependent on things outside of ourselves, the way we look, the way people perceive us, the feedback we get, everything that we look at in terms of building up our self-esteem is outside of ourselves. And then it's very fleeting. If we hang our hat on evidence of our worth, which is what self-esteem does, self-esteem is look at how well I've done and look at where I am, right? Look at what I've accomplished. So now I know I can feel entitled or I can feel worthy, but it's also fleeting, because all those things outside of ourselves could disappear. Definitely with time. I mean, we all age. 
Beauty is a great example. You could work really hard on your body. You could actually achieve the impossible, which is a perfect body. I mean, that really is impossible. Where even models who are gorgeously shaped and society attributes beauty to the look of a model, even models don't feel perfect. They don't feel good enough. They have low self-esteem in terms of their appearance. But let's just say you were able to grasp self-esteem about your appearance you decided you were darn good looking, there is an end to that. It's fleeting. It's dependent on something you don't have control over. Self-compassion is there for you always. And you know, it's funny because so many of us were raised to think that if you're too kind and compassionate to yourself, you're never going to get off the couch and go to work. And research shows that that is not true. When we beat ourselves up and threaten ourselves with a stick, we're actually in the long run, less likely to do as well, to reach as far, to go as far, to push ourselves as far as when we give ourselves some self-compassion. You know, I was thinking about this self-compassion the other day and I was remembering this is what we do in the orthodontic chair. And this is a story from the dental world again, for those of you who love to hear these occasionally on my podcast. But, you know, in dentistry, in orthodontics, we rely heavily on our patients' compliance and they have to do something that is very hard to do. One of those is wearing aligners, wearing their Invisalign aligners. You know, the teeth don't move if you're not wearing your aligners. And the phenomenal thing about aligners is you can take them out. But the trouble with the aligners is you can take them out. (laughs) The problem is you got to put them back in again when you're done eating or when you're done brushing your teeth. And therein lies the challenge. And you know, you'd think if you had a patient, a young guy or an adult a young girl or an adult, a young non-binary person or an adult, if you had a patient who wasn't wearing their aligners, you just would have to kind of give them, scare them a little bit. Let me tell you what's going to happen if you don't. It's a little bit of a threat there. So we try to give them some self-critique try, or on the other hand, sometimes we try to build up their self-esteem and sometimes that's falsely, right? You're doing so well when actually you're not. So both of those aspects of self-critique and self-esteem building really don't work in my orthodontic chair. What works is introducing the idea of self-compassion every single time, every single time. So giving them some space for acknowledging this is hard. It is hard. Adults find it hard. Adults find it difficult to wear their aligners all the time. So when a 14-year-old isn't wearing their aligner all the time, it's acknowledging this is hard. This is difficult. And when you give someone room to feel the feelings that they're having, it lets them be seen for who they are. Let's talk about this in parenting. A friend of mine a little while back was told by her, the school, her child's school that he was biting other kids. I mean, mortifying. As I say that, does every parent listening to this podcast just cringe? Immediately, we berate ourselves. And we think, oh my gosh, I've raised a monster. 
We start telling ourselves all these stories, not only about ourselves, but our beautiful child. We start putting labels on them. We start beating ourselves up. It's bruising our self-esteem. Here I was thinking I was a great parent and suddenly he's biting kids. Oh my God. See how fleeting the value of self-esteem is in a heartbeat. And suddenly our inner critic jumps in. You should have done this. You should never have listened to so-and-so. Your kid should have done that. He or she should, or they should never have done that. Immediately, we start this judgment insulting. And what does it do? It puts us right into that reptilian fight, flight, flee, fawn phase. Freeze. All of those things happen to us immediately because we start getting anxious. What we do is we up the cortisol levels. We up the adrenaline level and we think, oh my gosh, I've got to act. I have not been hard on th- enough on them. I've not been hard enough on myself. I didn't read enough books. I followed the wrong people. I've got to never speak to that friend again who told me to do what I did. We jump to action based on fear, based on cortisol and adrenaline. And we start making decisions outside of our forebrain. We start just start reacting. Now imagine that in the lens of self-compassion. Imagine if in that moment you could have compassion first for yourself. First for yourself. As that mom of the biter, have compassion for yourself. Because no one else will be around in that moment to do that for you. Imagine if in that moment you could just hold yourself and say, oh my gosh, this is really hard to hear. I totally get it. This is hard to feel the judgment of others, to have the fear of your child. What is he going to turn into? What are they going to turn into? To have that fear is hard to hold. As a mother, I see you and I, and I hold you and I'm giving you space to just feel the fear maybe even feel a little bit of the sadness, knowing that's sad. I'm sad in this place right now. Because when we allow ourselves to feel the feelings that are already there, it's not that we're creating feelings or we're giving ourselves option for feelings. Fear and sadness is already there. It's already there by jumping to self-esteem saying, oh, I'm a great mom. I know how to do this. Or by jumping to critique and say, you're a terrible mom. You don't know what you're doing. Immediately, we deny ourselves those emotions that we're absolutely feeling. Absolutely. And if you're not feeling them because you've, this is not a wound that you have, that's amazing. Please, I don't need you to feel something you're not feeling, but I'm asking How do you feel? Do you need some self-compassion in that moment? Or are you jumping to the cortisol, adrenaline, reptilian response of what's coming into you, to your knowledge base? If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you didn't get into business to be miserable. The problem is that people feel that if their business gets busier, if they start becoming more successful, that happiness will eventually set in but it can actually get worse. This is why I created the Business of Happiness Prosperity Coaching. In this one-on-one coaching, we look at how to redefine success on your terms and re-find the joy and the passion in your dream. 
Visit me at thebizofhappiness.com and become the happiest business owner you know. Self-compassion allows us to first have compassion for ourselves as a mom and then compassion for our child. Then we can start to look at the situation from a more understanding, compassionate, more intellectual, creative perspective. So instead of from a fear-based reactive perspective, we can start being curious. Oh my gosh, what is going on? What is happening here? Why is this child of mine acting out this way? Who can I look to for help? How can I find resources for support in how to address this? Remember, when we're able to feel good, we can actually do good things. That's that crux of what I say on every episode. When you feel good, you can do good. And the way you feel good in a moment of anxiety and stress is self-compassion. Number one, self-compassion. Then compassion for anybody else who needs it in the room. So we look at compassion in terms of three aspects. Number one is self-kindness, just being kind to yourself, thinking, how would I speak to my best friend if she told me the story? If my best friend just had this happen and her child is told, they're told that their child is a biter, how would I speak to her? Immediately, you know what to do. Oh, I am so sorry This is that you're going through this. This is hard. Know that you can come to me anytime if you just want to vent. I mean, that's the first thing I would say to my best friend. Oh my gosh. My best friend's name is Sarah. Sarah, if you're listening to this. Oh my gosh, Sarah. Please, anytime you want to vent, come to me. I'm here for you, sweetheart. That's what I'd say. So the first step is kindness to ourself. Speaking to ourselves the way we would speak to our best friend. Oh my gosh, Taryn, this is hard. I'm here for you. Anytime you just want to feel those feelings feel them with me. You're safe to feel them with me. Walk through those emotions, feel those emotions to get to the other side. And then the second aspect of self-compassion is forgiveness because we are all human. The second aspect of self-compassion is realizing we are all the same at our core. We are all human beings. We all make mistakes. None of us are perfect. So maybe you have made a mistake. Maybe there is something you've done that has caused this event. Forgiveness. Oh, Taryn, you did the best that you could with the tools that you had. I'm giving you forgiveness, enormous forgiveness and compassion because you were just doing what you thought was best. With the information that was available to you at the time. And guess what? People make mistakes. So maybe you made a mistake and maybe you didn't, but either way, I'm here for you and I love you and I forgive you. Or sometimes we need forgiveness for the thoughts. Sometimes we start blaming ourselves and critiquing ourselves. We think, oh, Darren told me, be compassionate. And here I am. I'm being self-critical again. Forgive yourself again. That's it. Oh, it's that old habit pattern again where you keep blaming yourself where you start critiquing yourself, where you start beating yourself up. <gasps> I forgive you. I forgive you because no one should speak to themselves that way. You are here for safety and support and self-soothing. And then the third part of self-compassion is permission to pursue your dreams. Whether that's 
permission to still be a great mom or permission to continue trying with your aligners <laughs> or permission to continue to work on your personal development. I was talking to a, a good friend of mine recently and she was saying to me, I feel so unworthy because I keep doing the work and I never seem to get there to a place in my personal development where I could let go of these old disempowering beliefs. And I said to her, oh my gosh, the work is never done. It's okay, but you still have permission to keep going. You know, even thinking about um, development in a very physical sense, running, I beat myself up so many times for not being exactly where I needed to be on my training schedule got me nowhere. Threatening myself got me nowhere. Compassion felt wonderful. When I was able to hold myself and say, oh, Taryn, you just didn't feel like going because you had your period that day and you just needed a few extra hours of sleep. Don't worry, babe. I got you. Tomorrow you are totally welcome to keep going. Get up and go running again. See, what I did right there was, and actually, if you were watching the YouTube version of this, I actually wrapped my arms around myself and held myself, physically holding myself, hugging myself and saying, Taryn, it's okay. I've got you. You are absolutely forgiven for not sticking to your running schedule. And guess what? You can still go after, after running if that's still what you want. You still get to pursue your dreams. As a business leader, oh, I'm here for you. I know that happened. That is so hard what you just went through. Feel the feelings. You are safe to feel the feelings with me here. Feel the feelings. You are totally forgiven. You did not know differently. You have had absolute best intentions all along, and it's okay. And if this is still what you want, you still have permission to pursue it. That is powerful, my friend. When you have that voice inside of you, nothing can stop you. There is nothing outside your reach, nothing that you can dream big enough that you can't succeed at when you have self-compassion. Self-compassion is the greatest, greatest superpower of leaders, great leaders, and of incredibly successful entrepreneurs, of incredible mothers, <laughs> and of people who straighten their teeth. <laughs> it's true though, I'm making light of this, but it is true. Studies show over and over again, it is not the carrot and the stick that gets us there. It is our internal motivation and that internal motivation, not an extrinsic motivation. And I'm not one to say that that doesn't help. It's great to have goals and rewards and celebrations. I use those tools all the time to help me get to where I'm going. But the number one piece of it is not self-esteem. It's self-compassion. It's self-compassion. It's giving yourself the love in the moment when you need it, when you fall down. Because when the going is good, hey, we have no problem keep riding that train. When the going is good, we keep going. It's when the going gets tough, that's when we need to infuse ourselves with those good feeling hormones again. We don't need cortisol and adrenaline. What we need is oxytocin. We need dopamine. 
We need to feel good again. Oxytocin is the one that gets released when you give yourself a hug or when you receive a hug from someone else, or even when you give a hug, you're actually releasing oxytocin and a little bit of serotonin. So what we need is not the threat. What we need is the compassion and the warmth. And that gives us our legs to stand up on again. That gives us the strength and the ability to see around the corner. So remember those three aspects of self-compassion. First one is self-kindness, self-love, being there for yourself, allowing yourself to feel the feelings so that you can get through them. The purpose is not to dwell on those feelings and to create an identity of yourself with those feelings, but feel them. They're there. You're not making a suggestion of a feeling for yourself. You're not going to fall into that trap. I'm not going to talk about sadness because you might become sad. No, if you're feeling it, it's going to be there. Allow yourself to feel that and then forgive yourself because you're only human and you're beautifully human and we're all human. And then number three, give yourself permission to stand back up again because you've got this, especially with yourself in your corner. I love this. I love the opportunity to speak to you. I love the opportunity to share this wisdom with you because let me tell you, this has made all the difference in my life. I wish there was more support for self-compassion in the world. Imagine if the whole world had the skill of self-compassion. We wouldn't have bullying anymore. We wouldn't have anger anymore. If we all learned that self-compassion is a superpower, can you imagine the world we'd be living in? You could achieve anything you want to. Anything. Thank you for joining me today. Please, please, if this touched you or if you know somebody in your life who needs to feel compassion, who needs to treat themselves with love, please send this episode to them. Let this be permission to you whoever is listening out there, for self-compassion. Realize that your ability to give yourself compassion is a superpower. It is an integral part of success and happiness. And always, always believe that when you feel good, that's when you can do good. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Business of Happiness podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And if you know of a colleague who could benefit from this perspective, empower their day and share this episode with them. Or check out more episodes on thebizofhappiness.com. I look forward to discussing happiness in business and in life with you further again next episode. And until then, remember... Today is going to be a great day.